Welcome to the Do You Believe podcast today. Philosophy again. Last week we did Stoicism. And this time we're doing what would seem to be the complete opposite. Hedonism, but also Epicureanism and Utilitarianism. Because they are all kind of, it's like just further evolutions of hedonism that's more realistic, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I've got Max here, if you can hear us. Howdy, howdy. And Aaron's back, of course. Hi. Always on time. And Max, if he cuts out, he's got bad internet because he doesn't have enough money for the good internets. So uh, so send send us money and it'll go right to him. <laughs> just so this podcast works better. Yeah, just so we can finish this podcast and send us some money. Max, I'm going to need you to speak clearly into the microphone. <laughs> get them gains boy well as i was saying send us money yeah Your boy i think better yeah. internet last time we thought he was clipping but now i think it's internet i mean it was internet last time who knows but uh you don't live out in the middle of nowhere right no i don't it's just uh very i don't know cheap internet it's like when i moved in we had this internet just too many people to use it. Oh, you should. So you gotta upgrade. add more bandwidth. Or all, we all use it, you know. So it's just we. And, and it, I think honestly, it's just bad internet, dude. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Maybe you they're can, throttling you. Can it you can just get Skype on your phone then, if your phone's better. If you've got the uh, the mutation disease causing five G, then. then uh, but then I can't do like I uh, can't have my shit like hooked up and stuff. Now, I mean, this is true, but, you know, if your internet sucks, you can't do that anyway. I'll just, I'll send smoke signals your way. <laughs> All right, and we'll transmit it. Or just get, like, I don't know, learn Morse code, and you can just answer with beeps and stuff. Uh -huh. Nobody will know what you're saying, but... Well, while you're doing that, I'll raise a family of uh, carrier pigeons. It'll be fine, then we can Ooh. go from there. All right, so we're actually live doing this one so Ew. it says nobody's listening but it says bobby entered the chat so i don't i'm confused up, bobby? but bobby if you're here what's up i have a friend named bobby, bobby from bulgaria i don't know if it's him if it's not you should move to bulgaria bulgaria bobby bulgarski it's pretty cool all bulgarski. right here we go let's roll into this i figured we'd do the important stuff first and then go on tangents <laughs> later into the show. That way, if people are just here for our our brilliant wisdom we're about to share, they'll get all, <laughs> they'll get all the good stuff. We're not going to argue this time, right, guys? Right, right, right. Yes. Nobody's... As in, no, we won't. No A word. I, I do anybody have, says, I think, I found, think of something else. I think I found a hypothetical compromise I'd like to bring up after, but... That's for later. That's for later. Okay. Later. After what time? What, it's nine? like it's, it After involves 9 sci You cannot bit. say that. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So I said it's hypothetical. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Stick around if you want to hear us argue. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, no arguing. Hedonism. Here we go. Comes from the Greek word for pleasure. All right. And the, the basic tenets of this philosophy is. We are driven to maximize pleasure and minimize pain. And that's how we should conduct our lives. 
And it's both like mental and physical, right? There are different aspects of it, which we will get into. And here I just, I remember, so we did stoicism last time and mm-hmm. we had determined um, the core tenets were courage, justice, temperance, and uh, wisdom, I think was the last one. Um, right, but we, the big issue with that no, was... No, justice. justice. Was, yeah, justice was the big issue because it's so subjective, which that says you should do what is right always if you're going to be a stoic. But then obviously that could mean, especially this day and age, could mean something completely different to somebody else. So... With hedonism, what I found, pleasure slash happiness is the subjective part of this philosophy. It can be completely different who you ask. Well, and, but, the, and, but yeah. And like Max had said, yeah, there's but, like physical and there's also like emotional and mental. Like, yeah, that's part of the subjectiveness of it. And then that's kind of helped it morph over time. So um, the uh, the original hedonism was at physical pleasure you should seek as much as you can as often as you can basically um but this was quickly ridiculed uh by what's called the paradox of hedonism which is if you truly actually just seek pleasure only in the long run you're going to end up causing yourself more pain than anything (laughs) like if that makes sense does that make sense yeah, yeah, I think and I think a discussion inside of like hedonism philosophy is like how much pain, like pain are you willing to over like overcome or like surpass you know later on for the joy you get now. That's part of how they measure it. I think. Mm. Like, is is it all worth it now? Because you if you kind of like predict what the pain is later. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So. That's the basic idea, and then really the bulk of this, what we'll discuss, is it's called Epicureanism. I think it's still, I think that's just a a version of hedonism that um, takes it in a logical direction, like you were talking about, where it's like it's hedonism in moderation to avoid, you know, causing yourself excess pain. Um. It tries to find the balance. So yeah, there, I think there's like different sects of the philosophy that sort of like determine how kind of to, to your point you were saying like the value of pain and pleasure, um, like it's subjective. So these are trying to like define that subjectivity, I guess, depending on like the utilitarian one or if it's like value or prudential. And there's also like a multi multi-rational I don't know hedonic egoism and hedonic utilitarianism those are like I, I read about different ones that kind of sort of try to define how to value pain and pleasure does that make sense because it's like yeah, the, a, the, yeah. The, the biggest ridicule is like it's all me 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 and it's kind of disgusting so you know people try to make it to your point like we were saying like logical with these different like sects of it it seems like yeah, so, like, so trying they... to... No, go ahead. Go. No, you go. I was basically just going to reiterate. So it's all good. Yeah, there was so many different branches. I didn't bother writing them all down. And a lot of it is all the subjectivity of what what is pleasure, what is happiness. 
basically divides all of it. Like that's the the main driving force between the differences of of those ones. Um, mm-hmm. And then like kind of like the where it kind of settled in a sort of one that didn't sound as insane was basically the idea of you know we should do we should behave in a way that minimizes pain and maximizes pleasure in a balanced and reasonable way where it's and then some take it further which we'll get into but it would just it's kind of i'd be willing to bet that's how most of us live our lives right now where it's like we all go to work all right that's Mm -hmm. not for i think for yeah i think for all three of us that would be considered pain (laughs) yeah Uh but we do it so we can afford the bare necessities and we can also afford to do things we enjoy. So yeah. we say, all right, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to take on some of this pain so that I can enjoy pleasure. Because like they said, if you just went after that pleasure, you would quickly run out of money and then you would have absolutely nothing and you would have nothing but pain and misery. Essentially. I think the issue, the issue with it though is like, um, I feel like the idea of hedonism sort of just like from the jump, kind of gets rid of the idea of god so it's like it automatically makes you like the god of your own universe yeah so i'll dive a little more into this it was his name epicurus i think that was his name yeah um he's he's just good i like his theory of it so uh, his takes like an even more more hardcore approach where it's he says one is to avoid unnecessary pleasures like pleasures that are never satisfied. So like okay. in, his, in his examples, he's talking like, and he, he even said like, he recommended like, don't go to the big city where there's like sex, rich food, overall like debauchery everywhere, like physical pleasure. He said, don't even go there because if you engage mm-hmm. in that, it's like, it's like a drug really. And even drugs fall in this category. It's like, it was awesome. And you want it again and again and again, but it's, it's, you can't have it all the time. Yeah. And like even something with like heroin, it's never as good as the first time you did it. So it's just, you're going to cause yourself pain because you can never, it's not something you can have all the time. So he yeah. said, avoid those type of things. Makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, like Some Max temperance. was saying, like he believed in like, so he says happiness is the complete absence of bodily and especially mental pain. And to to achieve that, you have to be free of fear. And he would say even fear of the gods is what he had said. And then he also would say you should desire nothing more than the bare essentials or the bare necessities. Yeah, it's almost like his, and, his, his thoughts almost like strip away all distractions and just like be content. It's yeah. kind of Buddhist almost. Yeah. And that, okay. now, as I jotted down, like desire nothing more than the bare necessities. Reminded me of a song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that character embodies this. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I'm pretty sure oh! this blue guy. Yeah. Forget about your worries and your strife. Like that was his whole thing. So, you know, the, and he, he was always loosey goosey. Yeah, fucking it was just yeah, he would enter danger. 
just because like he he wanted to go have fun like when he started dancing bro that scene is my favorite scene I, I know. Orangutan. <laughs> it's like he just like he's like oblivious to all pain though that's the thing yeah mm-hmm. so yeah find happiness in the small things but but then again so then this brings in like what but what you should is... have pain as like a discipline i think so that's part of the the debate again is like it's like yeah it sounds nice but like you know what what makes us happy and it's not just physical pleasures and even like emotional pleasures too like with no pain like it's just hmm, i don't know well and like the idea of like just chase pleasure for myself it's like some your pleasure could cause pain to someone else so and i think that's why there's like you the what's it called like hedonistic utilitarianism because that's more of like an economical approach but um you know it's like uh it's this is it's a theory that the right action is the one that produces or is most likely to produce the greatest net happiness for all concerned hedonistic utilitarianism is often considered fairer than uh hedonistic egoism i don't know so i mean it's kind of like and i know like utilitarianism is an it is an economic like you know study part part of like the studies um yeah you can apply it to most aspects of but it's like everything. how do you how do you so you'd have to just go based off like bell curves of like people's happiness which i think there's like maybe what would play into utilitarian like hedonistic utilitarianism is this thing i heard about it today it's called uh, the hedonic treadmill mm-hmm. you know what that is no it's like it's it's the idea that most humans um basically will like after experiencing you know high lows high highs or like anything in between they'll they'll pretty quickly like return to like normally they'll pretty quickly return to like a normal kind of static like state so it's like i think you almost balances itself out almost yeah like you'll snap back from like you know pain and pleasure like of all sorts you'll it'll you'll always go back to like a neutral state yeah and so i think that's probably like would be the you know a concept you'd apply for um hedonic you know utilitarianism because you're kind of looking at net happiness so you'd have to like you know use a lot of uh a lot of uh assumptions and whatnot and that would be one of them i would imagine but uh, i digress i don't know i was kind of going off on a tangent (laughs) yeah so that's Mm. the next of the three we're talking about utilitarianism oh go ahead aaron uh no it's it's a little i'll i'll save it for after because it's a little off topic it's almost like a different section i guess um is so i don't i tend to call myself utilitarian when it comes to making decisions and how i think you know a country should be run to is that way because i can't think of a better way and I don't know if you guys have any counters to utilitarianism, but it's it's like there's no way you can make everyone happy, so you might as well try and make the most people happy. Well, I, so, yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, all things, ideas get corrupted, and utilitarianism is one of them. So there's, like, a book I've read. I, I haven't finished. I haven't read all of it, but parts of it uh, is called Seeing Like a State or something. Seeing Like the State. And it's basically... One of the first chapter talks about just leveling off land 
um, in, you know, indigenous areas, whatever, wherever, just like luscious land, leveling it off and just planting, you know, like um, just strictly rubber trees. So it kills off biodiversity, but like they're going to be able to produce a lot of rubber for tires and whatnot, which could increase, you know, collective happiness. But I think my counter to utilitarianism is it's like too short sight. There's like it's it never looks past like the end like the end result, you know. Well, I would say it's supposed oh. to, and if in my version, you're supposed to. It's not the and maybe I don't know what the exact definition is. No, it shouldn't be the what produces the most good in the moment. I wouldn't say that. I I would say it would be the most good as a whole over any length of time, any relevant length of time. Yeah, but it's like you know what? What do you define as like? There's there's yes, an objective it, it, with it, it is. It's like the, you get the most the net. In this instance, it's net happiness. It's like, um, and of course that's you subjective. Know what causes so net happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so that's what I'm saying. It's almost you have to be short sighted. It's like, what are people? How do people react right now to to a certain thing? And let's like implement something that will get that reaction right now. And then, trend, then like flavors will change down the road. They'll reassess, implement something else in this like theoretical situation. You get what I'm saying? Well, unless there's a way to like, you know, like go like work towards the next step in whatever said situation you're trying to like tackle, and like while you do that, um, you know, if there's you know a short like a short term way to I guess like inform everyone what involved like what you're doing while also like taking steps in the in like the like immediate moment to almost placate them. I guess like I don't know if that's yeah. Well, so that's but that's what I'm saying that 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 should happen, but it doesn't happen from what I from what I've seen at least. Like for instance, this like the the let's take that rubber thing for example. At the moment, they just thought like. Oh, we can make the most money. People are using a lot of cars and whatever. Rubber is used for a lot of stuff. So obviously this would be the benefit. So when they measure it, they're just measuring it under that context. Like that. Yeah. Bias. Yeah. It's like this will be the best. Like how much better will we be off for like everyone? It's not like, will this be the best thing? I feel like people already kind of de- decide like this is what we're going to implement. So like let's measure the, how how much utility we'll get out of it. Like under in this parameters. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And so they, they're not looking at it from like. You know, there's different disciplines of economics. Everyone would have to step in and give their two cents, like from a moral point of view, from like a pollution point of view, from like, um, you know, you're not going to be able to capture every everything that causes, you know, whatever you're trying to measure. Always. Well, that's, and that's always the problem. And I do think that's like like to like Lee's point or Lee's definition of utilitarianism. Um, like, I think that kind of almost like pre-factors that in because like it like from what he said it like acknowledges like you can't make everyone happy so like we need to do what's best for everyone but then i know i do see what you're saying too though about like you like you have to like you can't just like say this is what's best for everyone yeah and that's why i and it this is more of it this is like a personal philosophy and I yeah. wish everyone shared, if everyone shared in this philosophy, it would 
work. And I'm not because if if you're taking, I am in charge, and this is what I think produces. Then you just run into like communism. Basically, the problems mm. with communism is you're just making decisions for everybody. Like, why are you in charge? Like, and they're obviously not going to make the best decision. It's one person. You can't possibly make the best solution in every instance so it's yeah on a you can't put somebody in charge of this i think it's a if everyone in society has this view it would function better you know so you start a core group and lead by example and then hopefully it catches on yeah because i just stock up on kool-aid for later because like like i'm like hardcore free market but that can be exploited by, you know, bad people. Yeah, but yeah. if if all of us as a whole just think like, you know, I can do this to make make ends meet for me. But you know, if you're if it's at the expense of somebody else, you have to take a step back and think about. It. And that that's why I think it's like, yeah, it has to be on a personal level. You can't do it on a yeah wide scale. On a, on a no big one's scale. Agree on what makes them happy, like. You're going to have conflicting happinesses that, like, one person's happiness will cause, like, strife in another person, potentially. Yeah. That's why I guess it, it says net happiness for hedonic utilitarianism, but it's, like... It's still, bad. like, how would you capture all that? Yeah, how would you capture well, all that? Like and that's, that's why I think... And here's what... I don't think it's impossible. I just think people are fucking stubborn um, and say it's impossible. Like, I, I guess... I guess I have a bit of a utilitarian approach. Maybe I, I like it's more of a humanitarian, I guess, where like I think that the real like the real progress gets made when it is like, you know, you see like someone down the street every day and their like patio is like fucking crumbling. Like you help them build that patio up and you see someone else down the street and like they're constantly like walking groceries like to the store because they're like out of a vehicle or something. It's like you help them bring their groceries home and shit. Like people fucking laugh and scoff at that shit, but like it gets immediate results. You don't have to fucking go through red tape. You don't have to rely on a politician to maybe put this into effect. Like you can just do it. And like, it might be a little bit of time out of your day, but that's fine. And like, I think that's where like, it's, it's very slow and inefficient progress because it's so slow. But like, well, that's, you know, that's an if, interesting point because, like, in uh, is it Adam Smith? He he kind of says with like the whole idea of capitalism that um, you know, one's one one who seeks like self interest. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost you can almost translate it as people will seek that like happiness and pleasure, and in doing so, they will cause like uh, happiness and pleasure for other people. Okay. I've, I, I think I've heard of like a bit of that before. And I, I think that like under ideal circumstances, like that is a thing because it's like, you know, if well, like, it's like if, what you were saying, cause you're like helping somebody with a service technically. Yeah. And you're, you're like doing it to either feel good about yourself or help someone else feel good. And like they in turn are getting a service that helps them feel good too. So yeah, like everyone saves time and it's like, and then hopefully they they in turn like spread it as well because like if I, like everyone is so closed off and like not everyone is like angry nowadays but a lot of people are angry a lot of people are closed off and like don't talk really and don't like interact really 
And like it, it takes, I would say just as much mental energy to like, be like, okay, yeah, I'll help this person do said thing as it does to like, just like, just like be mad and angry and, 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 and just like, painful, no, that's a, I guess. yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like the same thing, but I just heard the other day that, um, something along the lines of like the average num- number of friends that people have went from like three to two. And if you ask me, like our society has become like more hedonistic and like seeking self pleasure. And it's like, kind of like your analogy works with this. Cause it's like, if people do that, then they're closed off and, just uh, I think, you know, in the definition of hedonism, it's like if you don't know what you're doing with pleasure, it'll cause pain. So people like don't know how to balance it. And I think that like that, like it's a sign of it. Like people are oh. losing friends. There's only two people that, you know, really well in life. It's like crazy. and I I would say I wouldn't say that it's that no one is like like that everyone is like super self-absorbed because I do see like there are a lot of people that try to help and stuff. But I think like I think the issue personally is people rely on like okay i will like i will vote said person in or said rule in or said law in to get this done and like it takes time for that shit to process and that's time wasted it takes like it makes people it does make people mad and it also like it it, it like it it just like helps further like divide everyone i think i think that's where it all i i think that I just personally think that like we should just scrap the entire voting political system and just just work like everyone just just fucking help if everyone just helped their literally if everyone helped their their neighbor if like each neighbor just helped each other and everyone did one thing for each other like there'd be so much fucking shit done at once there'd, there'd be immediate mass improvement but like no we got to vote like x or y in and then they might probably won't implement what they say they'll do and if they do, it's just going to get overturned when the next fucking, like, president comes up. So, like, I don't know. That's what I think. I don't I know think, where that falls in. I think if you depend, if you have to depend on your politicians to save the day, you're already in a mess. Like, society should be able to function on its own, like you said. We, we You shouldn't need, like, all these rules and stuff in place. One, because they never fix anything, despite what mm-hmm. they may say. Um, or, but it's a it's a deeper issue that's within society itself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Typically. like uh, that kind of that that kind of leads into like the was it Socrates or something had an analogy. It was called the Ring of Gyges. Did you do any, like read anything about that? I didn't. I don't know that. Okay, hold on. Let me. Oh, that was. It was. I, I like briefly read about it, but it's sort of the idea. It's kind of like the idea of the Lord of the Rings. Like if you had a ring of ultimate power, what would happen sort of thing? And it was a dialogue between Plato and I think his student. I don't really know, but one, I think Plato, damn, I should look, I should just look it up. So I'm more accurate, but basically one of their stances was like if someone had that ring. They'd bring about chaos. And the other person's stance was no, like, people have they value like intrinsically thing like life of others and stuff so they would use their powers for good hmm something okay. like that i like that i mean it's, it does capture i think that both are equally plausible it's like kind of a toss-up like you'll get a 
person who wants the best for others or you'll get a person who just wants whatever the heck, whether it's good or bad for people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'd like to read about that. I, I will say, I think one of the most doable things as far as like being immediately helpful and stuff is like, dude, everyone who can afford a chicken or two chickens get that shit. And then not only do you have like free fucking eggs, you also like, you know, for one, you're going to help, you know, the fucking like poultry and like meat and egg industry is like pretty fucking whack. And like you help alleviate things on that end. You also help alleviate things as far as like emissions and all that kind of stuff. But also the best thing is probably you have a shitload of eggs that you probably can't eat all of them every day. So you just give some to your fucking neighbor who can't afford a goddamn chicken. Like, holy shit. Like, it, it, mm, I don't know. It's, it seems like a no brainer to me. Do you have chickens? So I, don't I don't. Wow. I don't. Practice what you practice. I know. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. I'm a piece of shit. That's just my thought, though. I think that's easier than a lot of other things that people. And I do. think that comes about with the. I guess we we should discuss, since pleasure and happiness is so subjective, what brings about happiness, and with Aaron's suggestion, it, it's along the lines of like you really don't need that much to be happy. To be honest, if your bare necessities are met. That's about it. Like, and, and you know, you got to have. I think social interactions are important too. Like, yes, you know, family, friends. That's where happiness is, and it's it's not in stuff, and it's not in physical pleasure. I'm pretty sure. I well, and I also think it's in it's not in like believing that that your wants and desires are the most important thing. Like, if you if you don't have any like sympathy or empathy towards other, not even that stuff, but if you're not like interested in other people or like. I don't know. I don't think you're going to be happy. Not even interested, but just like, yeah, no, interested. If, yeah. I, may, I maybe not, but, you know, I think that, a lot no, of that people, works. like, they, they are so focused on just, like, kind of keeping with the parameters of hedonism. Like, you know, they're they're very interested in just what's best for me. And they'll either let people make decisions for them or they'll make their own decisions based on... Usually, honestly, I think they may... It, with, with this sort of mindset of how do I get the most pleasure, I honestly think you fall victim to like uh, you looking at a prototype and trying to follow that instead of doing your own thing. Cause it's like, it's like, well, what makes me happy? People don't ponder that. They just see on TV what makes them happy. And so if your whole, if you're, I'm sorry, but the, uh, the concept of hedonism is pretty like shallow, I think. Cause it's like, you know, no one's going to contemplate what makes them happy. They're just going to see what should make them happy and try to replicate it. And then they're never going to be happy. And so it's like, that's why I, I kind of say, you know, you have to be focused on more than just like yourself and stuff. And I don't know. I see that. Rambling. No, I see that. I, I, I get what you're saying. But I mean, what are your, what are your all's thoughts on like how, how to gain happiness and pleasure? And is that what you were saying? I mean, like, I kind of asking like, how, what is, what is it? And like, how do you get it? Yeah, I would say how, oh. maybe how do you define it? Or maybe how have you seen other people define it? So Max is Max's cynical view is that like, most people don't know what happiness is. They they've they've been told what it should be, and they don't have that, so they think they're miserable, and they're trying to get that, and it's just making them more miserable, but they don't realize it. 
Yeah, because like you know, in in the Western, I mean, you know, okay, when we're talking th- this sort of thing, it's like just easiest to generalize, you know, mm-hmm. a high level idea. And in general, you know, people in a capitalist society, like in the Western world, however you want to frame it, um, they think you know, material things and and trying to reach celebrity status is what will make them happy. But it's like, you know, and money, and it, and it's like if that's constantly what you're going after, I I don't know. And it, it it's, it's and, a, and, and then in the back of my head, I'm also thinking of the whole hedonic treadmill. It's like if that concept's real, you're gonna get to a peak happiness here and there, and have like troughs and and you know peaks, but you're always just gonna be like kind of baseline in general. And so it's like, how happy are you with yourself? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then well, and and I guess I would say like you know I guess factoring back in like having to have the you'd have to I guess in the case of hedonistic or hedonism, you'd have to um, kind of get rid of a little bit of the me-centered stuff, and that's kind of a core thing to hedonism, so maybe this doesn't really track, but, like, I think if you have, like, a hedonistic tendency, like, like one of the things that brings you the most joy is being with, like, your friends and family, and you just, like, are constantly doing that in excess, like, I mean, I guess that could be, like, you know, maybe you got a good baseline there, you got, like, you know, you like having your friends and family around, you're with them, and then on top of that, you're, like, getting fucked up all the time, and then you, like, have a low, and then you bounce back to, like, this high level of, you know, I, th- I think maybe that's, maybe that's part of hedonism, is you have to, f- like, enjoy it with people. Like, you can't, like, you're about yourself, and, like, what's making you happy, but, like, if you're with other people doing it, maybe that makes you and the people you're around happier. I don't know. I kind of went off on a bit of a thing there, my bad. I don't even know if it like tracked at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is something worth. I was gonna note. There's something called uh, Christian hedonism, <coughs> where the happiness is basically following God. Basically, that should mm-hmm. be your strive. That's what your hedonistic tendency should be towards. Just, I didn't really dig much into it, but I, I found it interesting. Um, that is interesting. I, I think that could still be taken to excess in any, like in Christianity or any religion. I mean, you you see it, like it has happened and could happen. But I I like you know with a healthy like mindset about it. I like that. I don't even think a healthy then, mindset isn't the one I want to say. But there's another one to too say. that I think the a lot of the greek philosophers followed too is that um like seeking knowledge and wisdom that brings happiness that's what your soul's focus should be i think that was a a hot thing back in the day too and i think that i think that probably holds some water just because i mean i don't know like we're our thing as humans is like we got thumbs and we got brains like that's kind of our shtick and i think naturally like you know we do want to like we we problem solve we create and we like fix or quote-unquote fix and uh i think maybe like i think i think a not like i think a sedentary mind not that i'm like a fucking intellectual because i sure as hell i'm not but like a mind that's not doing anything at all i do think is i don't know like it's 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 a generally unhappy mind, I think. We're, we want to naturally do that kind of stuff. What's that saying? It's like idle hands are the devil's playground or something? 
<laughs> I was remembering. <laughs> um, what was it called? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was like idle hands lead straight to the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that did, did did Master Shake say that? No, that was uh, it was oh. one of the early episodes. It was they had made a because they didn't clean the kitchen like a living <laughs> thing of mold. I can't, was, I can't remember what they called him, but uh, he started talking to him and he would. Give his words of wisdom. Oh my god, that's so funny! Oh god, I love that show. That era of Adult Swim. I know this is all way off topic, but that era of Adult Swim was fucking amazing. Space Coast Coast to Coast was my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So, uh, arguing point that I did come across: pain is important. Does anyone want to argue this? In general, it's important. Yes. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's more important than pleasure. And even would you yeah. say is pursuing pain beneficial in any way? So okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I was, ta- I was talking. Th- no, no, I don't think so because then you're like a sadist. I was, I was talking to my roommate about this when I mentioned hedonism to him, kind of explained it to him in my my thoughts. He was like, because I know earlier you said. Maybe it was just like a hook to kind of segue us in. But you said, uh, oh, this is sort of the opposite of stoicism. But I was going to say, I think sadism is actually the opposite of uh, hedonism. Because instead of seeking pleasure, you're seeking pain, right? Yeah. But, but you like the pain. But, it the pain you but the pain gives you pleasure. So is it really pain? I'd, I would say it's just hedonism to its core. Like, you're making yourself happy. You're making the general people involved happy, which is yourself. I, th- I think, I think it's just super hedonism. Think it's because you can gain wisdom and pain, not necessarily because they like it, but they're trying to like understand things better. That's that's how they think you can do it. Well, I think that. So they I almost mean, like value wisdom, and they're they're like willing to go to extremes to get it. I see that. I, I think there's I'd say there's merit to it. I think I think that it's like a little bit of Satanist like Satanistic tendency. Well, not even tendencies, but like a tiny bit of like Satanism is required, you know, to have like a well-rounded like viewpoint on yourself and the world around you. Because like if you completely avoid that pain of like confronting yourself and confronting like what you do and your actions and everything, like then uh, shit i lost uh, i lost my thought mm, god damn i lost my thought well, i'm thinking like if you if you're you don't you shouldn't seek pain but you should like be willing to risk pain so okay. you know like kind of kind of like i mean harkening back to the whole stoicism thing it's like if you think you could get pleasure out of a situation that's that's morally sound and you understand there is a edge of pain that could happen. Like you almost have to do like a risk assessment and then, um, so don't seek the pain out, but like if you see it coming, I guess kind of thing. And like, you know, d- determine whether you're, you're willing to, uh, eat the pain if, if you mess up. <laughs> yep. The first thing that kind of jumped into my mind 
is a marathon runner. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that makes sense. They're like putting their body through a lot of, you know, a lot of stress and a lot of, I mean, like at the end it's beneficial, but like they're putting their body through a lot of stress and pain and like tearing the muscles apart. Yeah. And it brings them joy and they're addicted to it. A lot of them are. So I think a key part, I I like the argument and the fact that sometimes it's some of, I think it can bring about happiness in some way, shape or form. So like the marathon runner, yeah, it's, it's pain, but overcoming that pain brings happiness to that person. So it's almost as if, you know, and I, I tend, tend to think that if you live a life, if you were to live a painless life and you could achieve your happiness constantly, you would be miserable and depressed. I think having that pain and overcoming it is a key part of I don't know, mental health, like to some degree. You have to have mm-hmm. difficulties. And you can take it further and just say without, you can't, Happiness can't exist without pain. Does I get that because if, if, if you're if you're constantly happy, it's just a state of being. Like I think that they still exist, but like your own personal viewpoint, like your own personal baseline, is skewed at that point. Because like if you're constantly happy and stuff, you're just like like you're not being like you're not consciously being like, oh, I'm happy. Like this is dope. You're just like going through the motions because that's what you do. You're like. You're doing your thing, and it makes you happy, and you don't even know what makes you happy because, like, you don't know what happy is. Well, so there's yeah. this kind of – that kind of reminds me of – I don't know. In today's day and age, it seems like um, – I don't know. The question that pops up in my head is, like, how – to what extent and what um, boundaries are you, are you willing to push as a collective and as an individual to achieve happiness? Like, are you willing to just – doubt truths and like ignore them i think that's where like hedonism could be super dangerous and i think we kind of see it today because everyone has their own truth so to speak and the reason that's a thing is because people are trying to like be happy in their head and content you know they're not willing to like wrestle with pain so i think it's like comes down to like how willing and and how willing are people how how willing are people to like accept someone's pleasure that like pushes against their logic and causes i guess mental pain to them does that make sense yeah that's obviously that's that's a hot topic now and that's why i think like you know if everyone adopts a type of utilitarian mindset has to be an honest one too it can't just be utilitarian based on your truth it has to be utilitarian based on kind of common truths, actual truths, where in this, if if I decide I want to behave in a way that's outside the norm, if I am a utilitarian, I should not get upset when people give me weird looks, basically. Because the common way to be is X way. And if I'm going to behave in Y... I am the odd one out, and I should be expect to be treated differently by holding that opinion because I'm choosing to step outside the norm. But as a utilitarian, 
you can't ask the masses to bend to your will. It does. It goes counter to utilitarian. It says no. Whatever creates the most good, and it's like I will deal with some mental anxieties because I'm being different, but I have to be okay with that because the right I the common group finds me to be the odd one, and I have to be like I realize this, but I still want to be me. You know that type of thing. But but today's and this is, you know, my friend Bobby always points this out. He's like, it's so weird in America where everyone caters to the minority, like the one percent yeah, that is like offending up. Everybody bends to that. And it's like it makes mm-hmm. no sense. It doesn't make any sense. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Unless, you know, the, the, the yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and even like logic is being turned upside down. Logic is being ridiculed. It's like, you know, if you act outside the norm, you may be shunned for that. <laughs> it's to be expected. I, I don't know why you like, would expect something else. No one like really accepted the preambles that um, are causing that whole like dispersion yeah, on someone who uses, you know what I mean? Like they, it, to your point, it's like no one said like, well, okay, these are the set rules. It's just like they were almost like imposed and forced on us. I just <laughs> right. That's that. That would be the argument of someone would be like, well, I why is it that way? That's not fair. That's stupid. I don't agree with that. Like it's like yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I, but I, and it's it's be, this was not this was not a decided upon thing. It's like. It's, you know, economics has the invisible hand. It's like the invisible hand of society. Like, it's just how it is right now. And it can change over time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, and that's the thing. I think... I think that, like, one thing is, like... Like, like I, I, I don't think that everyone should be, like... Like, the state of things are a little... Are, are like, skewed in, like, the farther direction... Like, are kind of far in the direction where, yeah, we are catering to like the minorities kind of to the detriment a little bit not, not the minorities but i don't know that sounds real bad anyways though like we are almost sometimes just like going way out of our way and putting like everyone else out it's like and like almost like opening old wounds i think now i think that like one of the things i think we're like maybe some of the like minority groups come from though is also like i do think there has been like a level of like I guess a level of like the baseline, not like include like like not including them completely, because there has like it hasn't been like long ago where like um like you know like segregated like bathrooms and stuff like that shit's fucked up, right? And it's funny because like that kind of like starts looping back around now where like segregation is the thing to do, separate like you know like specifically I see a lot of like you know like on the progressive side of things, it's like, we have to like, you know, if you're going to stand, if you're like black, it's like, you can't mingle with white people because like, you know, like they don't know our struggle. And like, even if they think they care, they don't like, I've seen a lot of like ridiculous arguments like that, where it's like completely like flip flopped from like, like back to what it used to be like splitting groups up based on their race. I think that's messed up a little bit, and um, I'm sorry. I'm going on like a giant like diatribe now, but um, 
I guess like there is like that that being said though, like that wasn't that far off like in the grand scheme of things. And I think that while I think like older generations, like I've talked to like some older generation black people and they're like, listen, I thought we were done with this stuff. Like I thought we were fine. Like we fixed the laws and blah 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 and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, I, you know, I see that. But then I think a lot of people are like, Yeah, but like we we weren't heard like for so long and like we still like aren't heard. And it's like there are there I'm like there definitely are some pockets where things need to be changed for sure. But like we're not like no one's like out lynching people. You got people like Jesse Smollett who like fucking tried to stage a racial hate crime and that just like caused more issues. It's like if you ha- if you're in a spot where you need a celebrity to stage someone throwing a noose around you and yelling racial slurs like I mean, maybe it's not as bad as everyone says and thinks, you know, but like to that being said, I do think, yeah, like there's, there is stuff that still needs to be like kind of fixed and changed a little bit in some spots. Sorry, that was like way long. And I do want to clarify when I say the minority, I don't mean minorities, the minority groups. I just meant any person that I'm talking, you know, people with like peanut allergies vegans like just people that have decided to behave outside of what's normal now peanut allergy peanut allergy people can't help it but like if they were utilitarian they'd be like yeah this sucks for me but i should not you know force everyone around me to remove peanuts from their products like that does not produce the greatest good that produces the least amount of good (laughs) Um, and, and like like that, just people that just don't want to, that just I don't know, go against the norms of society, basically. Okay. Not minorities. Okay. Okay. Just to clarify, I'd say. But you're. I say you're, it could apply all around, though. Like in any like minority group, whether it's racial, religious, like just aller allergenical, if that's a word. <laughs> And then I, I guess it's what <sighs> I was going to say, like, it just seems like the people that demand the masses cater to their, you know, their demands are egocentric, like they're egoists versus I would think a utilitarian would be not an egoist. It would be like to some degree you want it, you, you look out for yourself as first priority of course but you also want to help others and then when you're demanding everyone obey you because you're want to do something your way you're being an egoist Mm -hmm. and maybe that's i think that's the one of the biggest problems in our society now is we're a society full of narcissists that think everything should be their way yeah, and that's where the that's where the my truth came from. It's like you're a complete narcissist. Yeah. That's I think that's where like hedonism leads to ultimately. It's just it's like a self-sabotaging idea. But like I guess have, coming up to this well, I guess coming up to this point, America has been a pretty hedonistic society. I mean like it, it sprung from. Granted, not not that I think we should bend to any fucking government, but like it sprung from like us being like, no, we don't like what 
what you guys are doing over here in Britain, so we're going to just fucking stay here and do our own thing. And, like, you know, from there, just kind of, it's like, all right, I'm going to go out and get land. I'm going to go out and start, like, like Ford. I'm going to go out and, like, do this and that. And then then we end up in this. That's why, like, I've always, I've always had an issue. Like, even when I was, like, younger, when people were like, this is a, like, this is a free country because, like, if it's just a free country, it's just going to be fucking chaos. Like, you can't have pure freedom. Like, you, you just can't. Like, not when there's so many people. So. Yeah, then you get, like, mob rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, true. that harkens back to our anarchy episode where it's, if I say, okay, it's anarchy, no government. it w- We would just be back to government within i don't know how long it would take but probably not too long because it'd be like mm-hmm. okay everything goes uh i'm scared you join me let's all make a group together okay and mm-hmm. we're gonna vote on who's gonna be the leader of this group and it's gonna protect us from that other group so. like it's just gonna yeah <laughs> it's, Get rid of the what about it's like i got a great idea we'll have one person who everybody chooses as the leader and he'll <laughs> say stuff on their behalf and like, oh, yeah. right well, that's why I hear, hear me out on this one. I think if everyone adopted this point of view, things might be okay. Just live fast or live. Yeah. Live fast and die young. Just like go crazy. If you're happy and not hurting anyone, just do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Even if it's a detriment in your own body. And then like that way you don't have to deal with the hedonistic repercussions of dealing with the pain later. You just go hella ham, burn out real quick. And then like, there you go. Die while you're healthy. Your body there you go. Yeah, but yeah, then the he- the hedonist would say, "But there's so much pleasure that could have been, but you died too soon. So way to go." Then, I, then, then the super hedonist would say, "You're not having enough pleasure." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess hyper hedonism would be YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> YOLO hedonism. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of like um, in that book, Scythe, like. There's so nobody can die in it. Like you'll just regenerate really quick. Mm-hmm. And so there's like the in, instead of doing dr- uh, drugs, people like turn on to, to doing this thing called splatting, where they <laughs> like jump off of like skyscrapers and just like, <laughs> and they just come back to life, dude. And they like get a rush out of it and shit. It's wild. I need to read that book. Jeez, that sounds really cool. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll read that one day. Thing. I think that covers the bulk of it. If anybody has any closing thoughts before we start arguing about stuff, we're gonna start tangenting off here. This is the this concludes yeah, I mean, the main say, we segment. We could go into yeah, we could go into all the different other sects, but I don't even know. I'm down. I'm just down if to you're go an ex, if you've goes. got the stuff, go ahead. I, mean, I kept I could, it. Like, read it. I've got an article in front of me. Go for oh. it. There are, let's see what else. Well, um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Normative hedonism. This is uh, coming from iep.utm.edu. Hey, I got Just some reading stuff straight. There. Yeah, there's a pretty good article. I'm, re- I'm reading straight from this. So it says normative hedonism uh, or value hedonism. Um, or wait, no, it says value hedonism occasionally with assistance from motivational hedonism has been used to argue for specific theories of right action. So this is kind of like what we were talking about with 
deciding what values. Um, so the theory that happiness should be pursued, that pleasure should be pursued and pain should be avoided is referred to as normative hedonism and sometimes ethical hedonism. There are two major types of normative hedonism, hedonism egoism and hedonistic utilitarianism, which we talked about. So it's like there's like all these splits in hedonism and that they just build off each other. I don't know. It's almost I don't think we need to go into all of them, but they're almost like levels of how much does like hedonism consider the greater good of people. That's really the, the last thing I wanted to say. Okay. So it's almost like it's almost like how in. Well, no, it's not. I I I think I see that though. So it's like there's there's like the overarching hedonism, and then there's like hedonism where you're like you're like maybe just like happy at your like not even at your own expense, and then there's like the complete opposite hedonism where like you are happy at like the expense of everybody around you and yourself and then like everything in between yeah basically <laughs> okay like every fine detail and idea you can come up with it's probably got its own branch <laughs> Fair so enough. What, what i learned today is like the initial hedonism like like the is his name Hedonism Robot in Futurama? It's just like that big fat robot that's like just yeah, serving feet and grapes. I think it's Hedonism Bot. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's the, the goofy version of it. But that that's, we're way past that now. And it's like there's some – it's worth looking into because there's so many different versions. Like it doesn't sound too wrong, you know. Find what – define what – pleasure and happiness are to you and you should maximize that over pain not to you know obviously if you overdo one or the other then it's gonna suck and then it's also how how selfish do you want to be about it and then you can kind of find your i guess we're all on the hedonism spectrum somewhere yeah i think i think i would say so because by nature like we are social creatures but like by nature, it's like you're always looking out for number one. You're biologically wired to like keep yourself alive. Like that's just how it is, and like that, I think naturally leads to hedonistic tendencies, or lends to it, I guess. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? Before we start arguing so. about stuff, um, <laughs> topic, or what do we want to talk about next time? Any, if there's anybody in the chat, I, I for sure see one person, Red Maxwell. Whoa! Wait, I'm. I didn't even think I'm in it. I, I never. So I don't said, even know like, who's in it. Like it's so weird. It doesn't tell me when people leave. Like, Dude, that's how it is on like Streamlabs. It'll say like different numbers of how many people so if anybody's in the chat say hi introduce yourself give us a topic um yeah we've determined really our podcast just anything that provides any sort of brain stimulation we will talk about so it could just be what we're talking about here with philosophy it could be history it could be uh, like a science topic, we could have people what come in that have interesting sounds? jobs. Uh, do, say it again. 
sound waves and different things that you can apply. Yeah. do that. Talk about how terrifying cave diving is. If you want to just listen to you rant about that next time, I'll just talk about <laughs> scary cave diving. I've never done it myself, and I never will, but I've seen a shitload of videos on it. Next episode, cave diving. Uh, Stupid. I mean, Dangerous. yeah. <laughs> Food yeah. No, yeah. But I, I would not do it. I would not do it. Cool. Me it neither. is cool, but I'll leave it to others. Have y'all ever seen the Cave of Swords? Mm-mm. I'm gonna send a picture to y'all, but that's way it's off topic. It's not even cave diving, but it is a cave. Oh, cave of sorts. Also, well, if we I... want to keep going down this whole uh, philosophy thing. We could do like sadism. Sure. All right, that's the next one. Sadism. It is strange to me because my question with that is, people are sadists. Is their brain broken? Or is it something that can be developed? I guess the nature versus nurture. I think... Mm, so, we'll define it real quick, exactly. Like sadism, sadism, exactly. They just enjoy pain, right? Let's I don't get know. Lips, I mean, that's why we we'll have to be a, t- a topic. I'll uh, at least I think give they, the they, definition. But that's it. I think we won't they go seek wisdom. I mean, personally, I I'm a big I'm a big um, I take a pretty big stance on like if you are not harming anyone else, do what you're gonna do. Like if you're hurting yourself and you want to do that and you like it, go for it. Um, now I will say there's probably like caveats where it's like clearly like you know clearly someone is like you know, like they, they, they don't like, they're not in their right mind. They have no reasoning behind it. And they're just like hurting themselves and there's no motive behind it at all. And like, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's something you should look into maybe, but like, you know, I know like there's, uh, what's the thing. There's this one thing that looks just horrifying to me, but people do it as a form of, um, uh, like therapy i guess and it's this thing where it's like you it's like you like you get hooks into your skin and like they get all these hooks in you mm. and then like once they're all in you get raised into the air mm. and it's like i mean like i've i've talked to people who are into that stuff and like they've told me why and like sometimes it's like it seems like sometimes it stems from um like some trauma mm. and like it's like almost a way of taking back control and like i can see that like i can understand that but like again if you're just like you don't know what you're doing you're just like cutting yourself up and like you're just like insane it's like that's worrisome and you should probably inter- intervene all right so to the, a degree the definition okay the number one definition is kind of relating to like the sexual side of it but the second definition is just basically deri- the deriving of pleasure or the tendency to derive pleasure from cruelty. Somehow oh. that brings you happiness. So Probably and, in a pouch. Yeah, your insight there kind of that helps make sense of it to some degree. But yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, 
next week. So tune in. Yeehaw. Cool. Yeah. Um, Aaron sent us a picture of yeah, Cave of Swords. Bunch of. I think it's more crystals. of like a thing. That's yeah, cool. and fun fact: if, if if you go in there without special uh, equipment on, you're gonna die because it's a hundred percent humidity in those caves. So you'll either drown by breathing the air, or you're gonna boil alive because it's like a hundred some degrees. So yeah, really, it used to be submerged with water completely, and then they drained it out. And yeah, did you know that crystals I, were the remains of absolutely ancient trees? And then a lot of caves that we find that have crystals in them were actually the roots of the tree. Whoa, really? It's a theory. So with that authority. That's a theory. I, I'm sure, damn, that sounds really cool. Shit, I want to look into that. So also, yeah, even, and for more fun, you know, I enjoy some outlandish conspiracies because it just makes you, yes. it lets you kind of, you know, imagine things and see things in a different light. And I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it depends on how serious you take it. If you go nuts with it, then maybe it's too much. Yeah, like I agree. You know, with that. theories like that is very interesting. It's like, hmm, what if? You know, so. that is really cool. Like, I, I would like to read up on that. That sounds dope. Man, I would like to. I would not mind doing some spelunking, like a little bit of caving, like without the water. Maybe waist deep water in some spots. Like that'd be fine. Done it once, and it was a blast. I watched some weird, it's a YouTube channel. No, Max, it's the guy you watch that tells stories. Mr. Ballin. Mr. Ballin! Yeah, about the kid that got stuck in the cave. Where there's a part part of the cave system where you have to squeeze through uh, a really tight spot. And then he thought he was in that really tight spot and he got legit Oh, but it was a dead end. And and he he ended up going down, down, yeah. Head first and Mm -hmm. got stuck. Yep. Yeah. And unfortunately, in the end, they could not rescue him. But no. Nope. Yeah, that shit was crazy, dude. Because he thought, yeah. like, the in the map in his head, he thought he was going down, you know, this little squeeze yeah. that opens up into a, this area, but it just it was like a dead end, dude. So yeah, I will. There, the, I'll plug his channel, oh, yeah. Mister Ballin. I'll plug another channel, Mysterious Middle East. Highly recommend. It's basically like, it's. It's like ancient civilization and ancient religion mythology, but from a Middle Eastern perspective, which we don't we don't ever see because, you know, it's just not part of like our worldview so much. So it's really you'll hear news stories that you've they're 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 kind of similar to some of the ones we have, but over there. And it's like interesting, you know, so mysterious Middle East and oh, geez, what's the other one been watching has a lot of. I don't know. I'm just really into that. Like, as you know, because we've done Tartaria episodes, that that kind of stuff is cool. Oh, I can't find it now. I'll mention it. In, oh, here it is. Asha Logos. Check that out. Um, I think cool. I had watched a, like a his, a true history of like um, Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. which he's got a fun story where um, supposedly in his con- conquesting. Uh, he came across the city of demons, maybe, or Nephilim. Okay. And he created a giant wall to enclose their city so they they can't escape. Oh. Something like that. Um, they're called the Gates of the Caspian Gates. 
I've heard of those. They've been mentioned a lot, but no, I don't think anybody's found them. So it's it's interesting. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. That I think a really, really cool. interesting conspiracy is like this: the Georgia headstones. I think that's what they're called. Oh yeah, uh, Georgia guidestones. Er, yeah, guidestones. That's it. Yeah, that was. See, crazy. and like, my thing is like, who would just like do that just to prank everyone? Like, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Little strange. That's that's okay. That's one conspiracy theory that I kind of a long time ago I dug into and like I don't know. I think it holds some weight. It's strange that they're there. I'm gonna write these down oh. in case Ooh. we ever forget. Like, what do we want to talk about? Oh no. How about um put this one down too? The um shoot, I'm gonna have to look this up. It's how we. It's this elaborate, ridiculous way of, like, plan for us to um, dispose of, I think, uranium waste or something like that. It's some, like, really toxic thing with, like, this, like, 25,000-year half-life, I think. Um, And it's, like, the disposal of this involves some shit, like, like, they've already got these caves dug out under, like, a giant salt flat. So, like, over time, water is going to completely encase these barrels in salt uh, full of, like, toxic shit. But then it's like they got a plan for, like, way in the future. Like, what if there's no language? What if completely language is just gone? (laughs) What if there's, like, no, what, what, they have, like, 17 current languages, like, writing this giant fucking warning out. But it's like, that that might be irrelevant by the time this, dude, it's crazy. I've got a solution. We need just, like, like think like fallout that the fallout boy character just make an animated yeah. film of him walking up to it touching it and then just disintegrate <laughs> <laughs> dying they, and I, that'd not be bad but then the video that i heard this in he closed this segment about this i was like but yeah you know well, like what kind of he was talking like he was comparing this with like the pyramids and stuff he's like but you know what kind of species would willingly put themselves in danger just for the ki- the sake of curiosity? Am I right? And like he ended it right there. So it's like you can warn as much as you want, but someone probably down the line is going to fuck it up. So who knows? Yeah, that reminds me of the weird thing where on, I think it was Tut's tomb that said, do not fucking come in here, basically in Egyptian. And they did. And everyone <laughs> that went in there died within a year. So. Uh-oh. Bro, it was so funny the other day. I was, I was like, I was uh, hanging out with my buddy Garrett, and we were like at a stoplight intersection, and this lady walked past me and like waved her hands at me and said some weird shit, like like gibberish. And he was like, "Oh my god, dude, you just got cursed." Okay, so this was like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and then yesterday we were walking around UCI, like University of Irvine. Yeah, just like walking. Walking around and he's like, "Oh, dude, there's a uh, not haunted, but like an abandoned house around here. We found it." And like me and my other buddy, we were like, "Hey, let's go in." And Garrett didn't go in. And so like when we came back from the house, we were like, "Dude, why didn't you go in?" And he's like, "Honestly, the other day, Max got cursed by this chick." And uh, <laughs> bro, I, just, I like just like busted out laughing, dude. I was like, "Bro, I can't believe that." Dude. <laughs> got cursed yeah you can just stay in oh, California wait. then that's, that's fine just don't come near me I'm 
gosh. I can't remember. I forgot what this thing is called. I'm going to find this. Does anybody for book club, does anyone want to read Necronomicon? That's an actual book? Yeah. Oh, wait, I think you've told me about it. I'm down to do that. Do you want to do a book club thing? I'm fucking down, dude. Anything that stimulates the mind. Good. I okay. I like this. I like this. It'll be um, in a couple... I'll have... I, Probably have it in a couple weeks. But yeah, it's an HP Lovecraft book. It's, yeah, let's do it. It's the Cult of Cthulhu book. I, I always, Okay, I always thought that the Necronomicon was like a relic within the mythos. But it's just the... Like, it is the mythos holding book of everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, alright. I understand now. Is that the same thing they had in Evil Dead? Was it called the Necronomicon? Or was it called I think it's else? the Necronomicon. I think it is the Necronomicon, but I could be wrong. It's either that or oh. something that rhymes with it that sounds funny. I can't remember. Yeah, it is Necronomicon. Okay. Waste Isolation Pilot Plant. That's it. Sorry. I, I found it. I've been looking this whole time. I just found it. What is it? That's the thing where they're um oh, they're using they're, the they're yeah salt. yeah it's in the New Mexico desert and it's like buried way under. Yo, there's some weird shit that goes on in that region of the country. And yeah, quite honestly, man, like they they always do like the whole UFO thing, which I think is like kind of a I don't know, man. There's like a resurgence of of people t- you know talking about UFOs and oh like declassified stuff, but I think it's kind of like a a demoralization thing, dude. I don't know. Or a distraction. I mean, it could be both. both. I think also it could be... I mean, I do think there's something out there, and also I think you should look into the ocean for that kind of shit. Because it's... I just do feel like... like, yeah, Going back to Mr. Ballin again, and cave diving for that matter, one of the scariest fucking stories is the one of those people in like the 70s uh diving in the devil's hole and they're like 300 some feet down and then they get sucked into a fucking underground ocean that drops another 900 feet at least so it's like what the fuck is down under that desert there for one like Uh, yeah that's something yeah that's interesting is i know you were taught in school that it's like oh there's the crust and then it's literally just a bunch of lava but it's well no aquifers too which is what that is I mean, you keep going deeper and deeper, and from what I gather, it gets colder, and there's a shit ton of water, like any anywhere that you dig. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting too. It's a, uh, I think. Um, well, then you also got like the hydrothermal vents and stuff. So I think like, I just don't, I just don't think that like you know we've seen everything there is to see, and who's to fucking say that like in the mantle of the earth, like, where all the lava is and shit? Like, who's to say that there isn't shit living in there? Like, I don't know. Hollow Earth, baby! Shit, it doesn't even have to be a hollow Earth. I feel like even in the context of, like, classic Earth or whatever the fuck, like, you could still theorize, like, classic Earth. But it's like, like, for the longest time, we thought that if you were a living being, you needed oxygen and you needed sunlight. And like, then we find the hydrothermal vents and like, they don't get oxygen or sunlight. They like all fucking thrive off of the chemicals coming up out of the earth. So like, if that shit coming up 
is able to like sustain life on this side of the crust then on the other side of the crust who's to say that that shit can't fucking sustain life beneath there and it's like we don't even have the technology to get to that point so like we can't fucking know there you there's uh, a yeah. the- there's a theory that if you go deep enough you come into hollow earth but it's not like it's hollow because then that place you can dig deep enough and you get to another one and it's just oh shit that's wild that one's cool a lot of digging involved and also this is my own homebrew theory and i don't think it personally holds much weight so it's more just like my mind wandering but it's like when you're when you're going down in the ocean you are like you get like nitrogen narcosis among like a bajillion other reasons you shouldn't go down there. But it's like nitrogen narcosis, you start getting confused and, and, and like, I guess everyone says you feel like kind of drunk almost and like overly relaxed as well. It's like, what if that's just like a fucking psychic deterrent to keep us out of somewhere we're not supposed to be? I'm not about to test it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to go anywhere near that shit. Max, oh, no, 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 you can't prove it. You can't prove it. You weren't. I just see MR. That's it. <laughs> Fucking. No. I won't even go. I mean, there's someone me, in I the chat. Chat person. <laughs> we need a topic for next week. Anything that stimulates it's in the, the mind. Chat. It's Sekhmet. I'm going to. Sekhmet. Sounds Middle Eastern. Mysterious Middle East on YouTube. Very good channel check it out real thought-provoking stuff okay. oh they already left dang it okay. bye bye buddy um i will say something i might be interested because in, i don't usually like i don't usually dig into stuff but like i there's a topic i could maybe be down to dig into um and like present to y'all then like you ever heard of north fox island yeah. Yes, you because you told me about it. Okay, that's well, the one that, in Michigan, right? <laughs> Lots of murder uh, people. In, I think it's Michigan. It's in. I know it's in Lake Michigan, and I believe it's in Michigan. Um, kids, um, high-profile people flying in and out of there, and possibly doing stuff at this quote-unquote boys' camp. It does trace back to like a dude supposedly committing suicide or possibly getting off to was like involved in this. And also, um, the thing that broke the case to the public was the murder of this little boy from, like, upstate New York. Um, so there's that. But then I also found out about this other island um, on the other – you know how Lake Michigan kind of goes, like, around and then down on, like, there's a smaller part of the lake? It's like it goes, like, the big parts on, like, the left side of Michigan and it goes way up and then, like, kind of goes back down around michigan again for like a second i think maybe i'm gonna look at a map real quick. well that's michigan and then you got superior up top and huron on the right okay so i think lake huron there's an island um which i would also like look into this if i'm gonna present any of this to y'all but there's this island and like i'm i'm a big believer that like true crime cases you can get a lot of truth from those because they're like there's they're, they're it's just like there's a whole bunch of them that happen and it's you can kind of draw some solid conclusions about a lot of things from it i think and 
one one thing that is on there is like um, there's this other island. I think it was in Lake Huron where um, these people would again bring kids to this island. I think it was or no, I think it was these guys would like abduct kids and then bring them to this island and then like they just have them at this island. But like the thing is, like I looked on a map and like if you're taking a boat around Michigan to North Fox Island from there, like it's not that long of a fucking. It's not that long of a fucking boat ride. So I don't know. It's just funny that these two islands are relatively close and there's kids stuff going on and like no one fucking talks about it. Whatever, though. We got other fish to fry, supposedly. Yeah, we can cover that. We can toss in some true crimes. I know people love that stuff. I'm a huge like I'm big on that shit. And like, I don't know, I. I guess I do the research because I'm interested in it. Like I just kind of absorb it and like take a lot of mental notes, but I'll like write some shit down and some points and whatever. Sounds, I don't know. I'm interested in that shit a lot. And I also think people joke about Pizzagate, but like, I don't know. Like why, what's so like there, people are like, Oh, a pe- like a pedal ring being run out back of a pizza place. What's what's, how could that happen? But it's like, dude, there was, there's been tons of shit like that. Like there's one dude who had a fucking ring. He was running out of an arcade he had. So it's like, I don't know. That seems like a really dumb argument to me. I think we covered this topic in the past. And I think the, like there's the stigma about like, Oh, it was totally debunked. It was complete nonsense. That's based on one small detail of the story. Not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like so, somebody owned it and was running it, and that person has nothing to do with that place, and, th- and therefore the whole thing's debunked. It's like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. So silly, I, and I think that shit is. I think that kind of stuff is at the core of a lot of issues. I think that a lot of cover-ups and stuff are designed around like like people of high profile getting found out. Like, cause, cause people even like, if you start saying that, like people are like, Oh, you're crazy, dude. You're insane. Like you're crazy. That's a conspiracy theory. It's like, it's a conspiracy theory, but like, it's like, what's so like, what's so unbelievable about it? Yeah. I think the, I think the fact that conspiracy theory or theorist is now like a, a pejorative bad word is, is because we're getting too close. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're getting I think too much too. stuff right, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta make these guys look like lunatics." Yeah, I agree. Well, because I was even talking with one of my work friends the other day. We we're both on break, and we we're just talking, and um, like just getting to know her, like from work. I figured we would maybe have like, not like conflicting points of view, but like just like in general, she had different points of view than I figured. But like, she, we were, we got to talking about a whole bunch of random stuff, like along this line too, and then. But then she and like she even has a pretty open mind about things. But she's like, and you know, like this, I forgot exactly what we were talking about at this point. But she's like, but you know, like I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not crazy. I was like, I didn't say anything because partly because my break was up. But I was like, I mean, you don't have to be crazy to be a conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, like there I, are I, certainly yeah. the people that do that. It's it's like it's like blaming fucking all Muslims on terrorism. It's like no, it's just a small group of fucking Muslims like fucking flew into a building like that's that does not define them at all so like how can you just be like every single person in this group is insane because of like 
some people that fucking run their mouth too much and say some pretty sometimes either dumb or it's presented in a bad way sometimes like you gotta you do have to be tactful especially when you're thinking outside the box you have to keep like mannerisms in mind i think you know you can't just like run your mouth because then it goes from looking people looking at you as as weird and to people looking at you as like evil and it's really dumb yeah i hate when people preface things like that it's like i'm not Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theorist but bush did 9-11 you know it's like to me whenever you say that it's like no you are (laughs) he didn't have to say that (laughs) But I guess it's a way to cover your bases in case the person's a deranged leftist. (laughs) True. (laughs) I mean, true. That is, I guess that's where, like, they're the, they're, like, so far. Like, Russiagate shit, which is funny. Russiagate? What's this gate about? And yeah, I saw somebody, my Facebook feed, I don't remember what it was, or who it was, but it was, like, Somebody had mentioned something and somebody joked about like they I think they're lefties, but they were like, I guess I'll just watch Tucker Carlson so he can tell me what to think. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you get everything you believe from MSNBC, CNN, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those people are like, come on. It's like it's just like those channels are always wrong. Because mm-hmm. they don't they don't retract what they said. So knows and i think that's partially because they i don't know when it happened but they're filed as an entertainment thing not a news outlet so they don't have to say facts something like that like they can say you know they don't have to necessarily report what was real. yeah news news is bullshit guys i I, honestly i can give examples on both sides it's bullshit no i know just don't watch it guys yeah some are mm-hmm. less bad than others, but at the end of the day, I mean, they make money off like, getting views. So maybe for like CPI news, like the consumer price index information just oh, came out from there. Yeah, shit's fucked. That shit is fucked, dude. I don't know. I don't see any reason to even worry about that. Like, it's gonna <laughs> always fluctuate. Hey, if you've got your two chickens, who cares, dude? There you go. Get oh, your yeah, chickens. Fun. You won't have to worry about it. You can get your food. chickens in your van, you're good. That'd be so rad. I'll have a chicken coop on top of my van, and then they can you can have like a shit shoot right into the right into the van, so they can just pop their eggs into the van. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna land the podcast plane. Thanks for listening, people. Uh, we're slated to do sadism next time. Um, Honestly, I don't know if that'll take the whole time. So we'll also have another topic yeah, know, to go with it. Think of something else too. So, but it'll be a surprise. Tune in. Oh. I'll probably try and do these live every time. 8.30 on oh, Saturday today. We try and do them Friday. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. We had sketchy conflicts. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. See you next time. Peace. Bye. Peace out.